Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Cheetah Girls One World. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should have stopped at two. They, yeah. This came out August 22nd, 2008. This is technically our last decom of the year 2008, but we're also going to watch High School Musical 3, which also came out in 2008. It's not a decom, though. Um, this one, as we know, did not have Raven. Um, I actually have a fun fact about that. So if you remember whenever we watched uh, The Cheetah Girls 1, I had just watched an Instagram live between Raven and Keely Williams the first time they had talked, like, since Cheetah Girls 2. And I didn't say everything I had learned because it didn't really apply to the movie back then, but it applies to this movie. So Raven didn't do this movie... Uh, it says in the IMDb trivia because she was working on her solo album, but she revealed in the, in the Instagram live that she felt excluded because the three of them became close on tour. Um, they went on tour, I want to say 2006, and that's so Raven ended in 2007, and that's why I'm assuming she didn't go on tour with them because she had to make that so Raven. Um, and so during Cheetah Girls 2... Uh, she became really close with Belinda <laughs> because the three were already close with each other. Um, Keely Williams said that um, Disney <laughs> tried to blame the poor ratings for the Cheetah Girls 3 on the Olympics because it was <laughs> happening at the same time, but she said, no, it's because you weren't there. <laughs> it's also just terrible. <laughs> she knew. Um, so... Obviously, we have the three girls, uh, Chanel, Dorinda, and Aqua. <laughs> and Aqua. Uh, they return from the, the previous two movies. We have a couple new actors, uh, since this movie mostly takes place in India. Um, Roshan Seth, he was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yikes. That movie is famous for being racist. Great. That's where, like, eating monkey brains comes from. Cool. <laughs> and he was also in Gandhi, which was also racist. Because <laughs> yeah, Gandhi was played by Ben Kingsley, who even though has some Indian heritage, is a very white-skinned man. So they brown-faced <laughs> Yikes. He, this guy was also in a bunch of other stuff, but these are the only two that I recognized. <laughs> Um, we have Michael Steger, Steger mm-hmm. who was in the reboot of 90210. Yeah, he played Naveed. I recognized him. I didn't watch all of 90210, but I watched a good amount of it. It went batshit crazy, and then I stopped watching it, as most CW <laughs> shows do. Um, then we have Kunal Sharma, uh, who plays Kevin slash Amar. Uh, he was in a few episodes of Hawaii Five-0, a few episodes of Prison Break, and he was in the Diwali episode of The Office. Wow. is a non-speaking role. <laughs> um, and then we have Rupak Gin. Gin? Gin? I feel like it's Gin. Um, if you watched Royal Pains on USA, he was in that. I did not. Me either. <laughs> um, fun fact about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I went back and watched the second season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians in preparation for this episode because the first no the second episode of the season we're introduced to Rob's new girlfriend Adrian Bylone and he gets really sad and really depressed because she has to go to India to film the Cheetah Girls 3 it's 
really bad. <laughs> so he's like at lunch with the three sisters and he like casually mentions that he has a new girlfriend. He's like, oh, like I don't like to tell them because they get all up in my business and stuff like that. But he already got her name tattooed on his chest. <laughs> um, and so Adrian comes home to this tiny house, Kardashian-wise, and she's introduced to Kendall and Kylie and Kendall's like, I just want to shoot girls, too. <laughs> sure you did, Kendall. <laughs> and they keep talking. They keep talking about, like, oh, like how they're in love. And I think he's the one. And Rob's like, my dad brought us together. She fills the void that my dead father left. Yikes. Yeah, they ended up breaking up because he cheated on her. <laughs> I was going to ask why they broke up. Didn't they date for a while? Like, over a year, I think. Yeah. Um, but in the middle of the episode, they're talking, and Adrian's like, you know, I gotta go to India for three months, and Rob has to act like he just figured out this news, so he's like, oh, for three months, what am I gonna do? (laughs) And then at the end of the episode, he drops her off at the airport. (laughs) It's very sad. It's tragic. (laughs) And yeah, so whenever we talk about this movie... I want us all to remember that during this time, <laughs> Chanel was dating Rob Kardashian. And he even visited, visited her on set. Uh, the cameras, unfortunately, did not follow him. <laughs> Damn. That's tragic. So, yeah. So, that's all I have for this movie. I wanted to bring up the director of this movie because, obviously, as we know, this was not as good without Galleria. But if Kenny Ortega had directed it, it still would have been better than what it was. So whenever I went to look up this director to see, like, if he could be blamed, the other movies that came up that he had directed were Camp Rock 2 and Dad Napped. And so oh. I was like, oh, oh, that makes sense. But then I went to his Wikipedia page, and he also directed Jump In, Read It and Weep, Eddie's oh. Million Dollar Cook-Off, oh, wait, Paul You Wish, yeah, yeah, we talked Let about It him. Shine, Cloud Nine, True Confessions, Luck of the Irish. He uh, also did Zombies and Zombies 2. We'll see those later. But so he had some yeah, hits Yeah, we talked there. about him because he directed, like, every, every DCOM. I don't remember talking about well, him. Well, we did. Like, the first movie that he directed, because I was like, I know that name. <laughs> oh, I did not remember that. All I know is that he missed a lot later in his career, but he did enough to get Zombies 1 and 2, apparently, so. Is that a musical? I think so. I don't know. It's a I'd say maybe musicals gonna just get aren't there. his strong suit. I don't know. He doesn't have that touch like Kenny does. It's true. <laughs> I mean, Jump In is, has a really good soundtrack, but he probably was not in charge of that. No. So, sorry... <laughs> Paul. Also, I'd like to mention that, um, oh wait, he also directed some episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Nice. Uh, anyway, I wanted to bring up that one of the writers was Indian, just Yeah, no, clarify. I did look that up, too. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure this wasn't, like, written by all white people, um, but still, I don't know how much of it is, like, correct culturally or anything like that, so. I tried looking it up, but there's not a lot of information. Yeah, that's all I had. Okay, should we get into the Cheetah Girls One World? <laughs> that's it's gonna be a quickie, guys. <laughs> um, so we sort of start we start out with like this scene marker, and it's like Cheetah Love, take one, and the the seat, and they do action, and so the song Cheetah Love starts. Yeah, and it's the three girls in a dressing room, and it's sort of like a music video. It's like there's like getting ready. The song starts. Um, they turn around, they're wearing these outfits that look like a 12-year-old on Disney Channel in 2012. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, yeah, so they're, like, seen into the camera, there's, like, a full performance, 
Very simple choreography, I want to add. And Kenny also, was not here. This is not Kenny's work. And also, like, Cheetah Love is a shitty song. Like, all of their other songs that talk about, like, cheetahs or, like, being sisters are about, like, friendship and sisterhood. And this is just, we got that Cheetah Love. Yeah. Yeah, like, lyrically, it's very empty, but I think it's very catchy. <laughs> I didn't love it, I'll be honest. I, th- I think it's... It's not the best, <laughs> but it's one of my favorites of this movie, which is saying something. Um, so then we sort of see Chanel come out of this daydream. It turns out that the whole Cheetah Love production was uh, her like daydreaming while they're on an audition. Only Chanel, Dorinda, and Aqua. Uh, the man they're auditioning for is not ex- is not impressed, and they try to explain that they were a foursome. But Galleria got into Cambridge, and she needed to get her grades up, so now she's in summer school. I don't believe this for one second. Yeah, the entire... Every, Galleria is the, like, driving force behind the Cheetah Girls, always. There is no way she would choose to go to school across seas in, like, England when she when she's living in New York, which has, like, so many opportunities just, like, walking on the street. It doesn't make sense. Also, like, I get that in the last movie, her mom was like, okay, after this, you need to, like, buckle down and prepare for college. But, like, we know Galleria. Galleria would have not done that. The only thing that would have made sense of, like, is if, like, Galleria got kicked out or her mom made her, like, not do it or something. Right. They could have done something like that, but the writing just, like, also, wasn't like, realistic. Yeah, if Galleria was in summer school, she would find a way to be on these auditions with yeah. the Cheetah Girls. She would have had to be, like, literally torn away from the Cheetah Girls. Right. So, yeah. This is- they could have come up with something better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the writers of this saw the first two Cheetah Girls. I don't think they cared about what they did to the Cheetah Girls. Yeah, so the audition man says, get your act together, then you can give me a call. Then we can talk about rep- representation. So it was like trying to get, they were trying to get an agent. He leaves and Dorinda and Chanel notice Aqua's destroyed computer in her backpack, which she destroyed herself because she has a crush on the guy from Tech Support. Kevin three four extension three four seven, um, and then Dorinda reveals that Joaquin recently broke up with her because well, of distance. Yeah, Aqua's just like we can't all have a hot Spanish boyfriend, and then Dorinda's like none of us do. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so they were dating. This this is like a year later because it's summer. They were dating for like a year up until this point. Okay, the internet existed in 2008. Why were they calling? That could have that should have been so expensive. This, these weren't like iPhones. They were just like regular phones. I don't know. I've the never video done chat a long exist in 2008. Skype existed. Oh yeah. Um, I've never done a long distance call, but everyone always talks about how they're expensive. So I imagine yeah. that was very expensive. Yeah. So the cheetahs decide to get food. So naturally, they walk into an Indian restaurant. Um, Dorinda eyes this statue, and the server, it's a statue of an elephant, and the server explains that it's the Hindu god Ganesh, the remover of obstacles. Um, the girls are like, we have a million obstacles, we've been on a million auditions, and no work, no agent, no nothing. And college starts in two months, so they have, when they'll have no time to rehearse. Um, where are Dorinda and Chanel going to college? No idea. No, uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Aqua's going to Columbia. Yeah. Um, and Dorinda and, uh, Aqua <laughs> say, like, maybe it's time for things to change, but Chanel rallies them back together. Chanel sort of acts as the Galleria in this movie. 
Yeah, which is not fitting, and that's not her role. No. It doesn't make sense. Um, and that's when Chanel gets a call for the Cheetah Girls to audition for a Hollywood musical. And they all get excited, and they sing Dig a Little Deeper. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this whole performance in the restaurant, and, like, the other customers are enjoying it, too. Do they all hear the music? Or I, I mean, this is, like, a music, like, a true musical number, so we don't I know, know if they're doing the customers, or not. they're not, like, only the servers are choreographed. All the customers are just, like, snapping their fingers and nodding their head along. What do they think is going on? <laughs> Nothing. I think they're just brainstorming their ideas, because as they perform, they do this a lot in the Cheetah Girls, we cut from their performance in the restaurant to their audition, and so they finish up their audition, and the, we see... The director, Vic, introduces introduces himself, immediately makes eyes with Chanel. Yep. He says that he wants the three of them to star in his first Bollywood movie. Yeah, they all start cheering, and then they're like, wait, did you say Bollywood? And he's like, yeah, you guys will fly to Mumbai next, like, tomorrow. <laughs> and they're like, Chanel, what the fuck? You said Hollywood. We were th- thinking California. And then she's, she's like, like, I didn't hear, I, I don't know where Mumbai is. They're trying to make Chanel, like, a ditz in this movie. Yeah, again, which she is it's not. not. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Aqua and Dorinda are like, no, we can't do that, but Chanel convinces them. Well, yeah, Dorinda's like, I have classes, like, dance classes to teach, and Aqua has some prep classes for Columbia to take, but Chanel's like, let's go to India. And they do. I mean, their tickets are paid for, so cool. Um, Vic's assistant pulls him aside and tells him that he was only supposed to cast one girl. What's his uncle, who's the producer paying for the movie, gonna do when he comes back with three? And Vic is like... My uncle will come around. I'll rewrite the script. It's fine. Yeah, he'll rewrite the script for three leading ladies. I don't know what that would look like. Yeah. Vic has a lot of ambition for being a just-graduated film student and having his professional uncle pay for everything. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Also, during this point, the Cheetah Girls are talking, and... So this is where Dorinda kind of takes the Galleria position a little bit. She's like, guys, we have to focus this time. No boys. She's saying no boys because she's hurt that her and Joaquin have broken up and she hates right. love now. But <laughs> she's still like, no boys. And they all agree Same. to that. Uh, so next we just cut to them in a taxi in India. They're, and like, they're like, oh my god, it'll be so good to get, get out of New York in the summer. No heat and no crazy traffic. Bitch! You ever heard of India before? No. And so then it's like this funny thing where they're in a crazy cab ride and it's super hot and the traffic is wild. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) They're just like freaking out because Indian roads are different than like American roads. But they're having a good time already. Yeah, Dorinda sees an elephant in the street. And yeah, staring at her again. Um, And then Spain... Is Spain calling her calls. phone. <laughs> Just Spain. But she ignores it. To India. Like, yeah! Bitch! I, I didn't understand this either. Like, this is an American phone. I, oh my god. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Dorinda, you talked so much in the past two movies about how poor you are. You can't afford this. Don't make your foster family pay for this. Are you 18? <laughs> are you still living with them? What's going know. on, Dorinda? I don't know. Yeah, the elephant stares at her. That's like a whole anyway, thing. Anyway, they arrive at like this super nice hotel. And that's it. Yeah, they go shopping in the streets, and Dorinda, yeah, so they start go sh- going shopping in the streets, and then Dorinda passes by this man who calls her over, He's and like he tells a, her- like, shaman, I guess? I have no idea. He calls her over and tells her to tie a string to the tree, um, and the other girls come over too, and he's like, you tie it to the tree and you make a wish, and then when your wish comes true, you come and untie it and say thank you to the tree. 
But if you forget to carry Madame Zeroni <laughs> up the mountain. Um, all of them are just like, uh, we could use a wish right now. Yeah, so I looked it up. Wishing trees are like a thing. But I don't know if there are local shaman who sit under the tree and call American people over and give them bouts of wisdom that directly apply to their life. I feel like you'd have to pay to make a wish on a wish tree. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like this guy would be, tra- they're American. I feel like this guy would be trying to rip them off. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but they, they tie I mean, on maybe, their strings. Maybe they do. I don't know. I did not find anything on the internet. They tie on their strings. They make their wish. And then, uh, later on, <laughs> apparently, Dorinda <laughs> brought a Barcelona scrapbook with them to India, and she's just yeah. flipping through, and then they're amazed that they're in India and how beautiful it is. Yeah, Aqua wants to call Kevin. Yeah, Oof. Dorinda's like, why are you wasting your time? Phone relationships are doomed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chanel receives the rehearsal schedule and gathers the Cheetah Girls, and then Aqua and Dorinda thanks Chanel for convincing them to come. Yeah. They're literally Well, just and then Chanel says that. there's nothing she wouldn't do to keep them together. Oh, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A, they just tried to fill time. <laughs> yeah, so we get to the set of the movie, and there's a giant, like, Taj Mahal, like, screen background thing. And so Aqua's just spot- spouting off facts about the Taj Mahal, and then Vic comes up and tells them that it's the most romantic place in India, and if you kiss someone there at sunset, you'll know if it's true love. And then uh, Vic explains to them, he's, like, telling them about the movie. He says that it was his uncle's idea to cast Americans to make the movie more modern or contemporary. Yeah, but they're remaking, like, what they call, like, I looked up Namaste Bombay. It's not mm-hmm. a real movie. Yeah. It might be. It's not, it doesn't exist on IMDb. There Apparently, are a lot of other Namaste places, though. Apparently this was, um, yeah, it was, like, a famous Yeah, Bollywood it's, like, a big movie. movie. Yeah. And so they, <laughs> what's, what's a good idea? Put Americans in it. Apparently. I would, I don't know. I feel like this was, like, a movie that I loved, and they were like, let's remake it. I would not want an American in it. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's a love story with singing and dancing and romance and intrigue. Um, Rahim, this big Bollywood movie star, is their co-star. Um, uh, yeah. He pulls up on a scooter, and apparently all these people on set, there's no, like, security, because yeah. they all, it's like, all swarm him, fans. and they ask him for autographs, and they're screaming, and the girls are like, oh my god, I don't get it, but then he comes over and, like, says hi, and they're all like, hi, like, they're acting <laughs> starstruck, and they don't know it's who this funny. man is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a PA comes and leads the girls to set. Um, they arrive, like, on this other part of the movie set. Gita walks around the corner yelling at at the Americans for being late, but then she, like, falls and gets clumsy whenever she sees Rahim, because you can tell she has a crush on him. Yeah, well, and Rahim is also, like, clumsy around her, too, so, yeah, like, Rahim, oh. Rahim says that's Gita, the choreographer, but Dorinda is not impressed because she fell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gita, so they all, like, go to where they're practicing the choreography for the day, and Gita starts, like, showing them the move. She's like, the, what's, Vic said you guys are really good, and you're gonna quick this up, pick this up quickly. So she, like, does a bunch of moves, and obviously- It's, like, traditional Bollywood from what we're told. 
Yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, but she does the moves, and obviously the girls, like, have never danced Bollywood before, so they're, like, trying to pick it up, but they yeah, struggle. Yeah, so, so they say, they're like, sorry, we've never done this before, and, Ge- and Gita goes, I can see that, and Dorinda steps up and goes, are you sane? We can't dance? They literally have the other cheetah girls hold her back, like, she's about to go, like, <laughs> punch. Dorinda's about to beat her ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she says, nobody tells me I can't dance. Let's see your moves. Yeah, so they start a dance-off to Dance Me If You Can. It's this doesn't a, make any... What does it mean to dance It's someone? It's like, catch me if you can. Dance I, me if you can. I get the, where the phrase comes from, but logistically, like, you can catch someone. Like, oh, I caught up to you. I finally got you. That's what Tom Hanks did to Leo. Did he? I don't remember. <laughs> I've never seen it. I hate Tom Cruise. That's Tom Hanks, though. <laughs> never mind. I almost slapped you. Regardless, I hate Tom Abby's Cruise. Abby's gonna yell at me because I don't remember how the movie ends. Regardless, I hate Tom Cruise. Also, I thought that it was Matt Damon, not Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie. So, anyway. The Cheetah Girls 3. <laughs> this is a mess. Bollywood versus hip-hop dancing and Dance Me If You Can for some reason. Um, everyone's yeah, it's having like, fun, but ye- then all of a sudden, it's like fusion at the end. They're like teaching yeah, each other every, moves. Yeah, they're, they're like, mm, like, let's, I'm gonna beat you. So it's like Gita and dancers, and then the Cheetah Girls also have their own dancers, and they're all like on these stands, very Jesus Christ superstar-esque and I don't under, I literally wrote time is money on a set. Like, how do they have time to do this? They don't shoot at all the first week, apparently. No. Yeah. And then, and then I say, oh, they're working together now. Everyone's friends. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is how you do this move in Bollywood. This is how you pop and lock and jam, jam and, and break. break. Yeah. That's American hip hop for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fusion at the end, and then they they just get along now. Yeah, everyone's friends. So the uncle comes out, and he's, he's, he's immediately like, who are they? Well, he introduces himself, and yeah, the two girls are like, hey, we're the stars of the movie, and he's like, stars, plural. So he calls Vic out there, and Vic is like, hey, I made a change to the set, but his uncle is like, the budget isn't changing, so you need to pick one girl. Yeah, the cheetahs are confused. Vic is, like, trying to plead to uncle, saying, like, I'll change the script, but yeah, like, he just doesn't have the budget. Um, the uncle decides that the cheetah girls will audition against each other, and he will choose the star. Um, and the other two will go home, because he yeah. doesn't want to pay for them, for their right. Indian holiday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame uncle throughout this movie i mean for one thing he's already flown all three of them out there i don't know if they have like separate rooms but if they're all staying in one room i feel like it's not that big of a deal i mean he is fully funding his nephew's movie with (laughs) and his nephew's like i went to nyu uncle i won awards and he's Mm -hmm. like I am a producer. I have made multi-million dollar pictures. Yeah, well, he tries I to- I don't understand all this faith that he's giving his nephew. He's trying to get his uncle to reconsider, and that's when he's like, uh, no, fuck you. So, the Cheetah Girls go to Vic, and they're like, we're a group. If we're not all gonna be in, we're all gonna leave. Yeah, so, after that, they're, like, walking down the set, and- Aqua and Dorinda are like, maybe the Cheetah Girls really are over because we can't do this one opportunity we were offered. Yeah, so then, on the street, they sing the song Fly Away, which is very much like, it's over, but in the Cheetah Girls too. But it's also so early for a song like this. Right. And it's so weird. They're, like, walking over this bridge, but then they're, like, in the middle of a parade, and there's all these, like, people in, like, saris and, like, traditional, like, Indian clothing. And they're holding, like, these giant light fixtures. I literally looked this up. I tried to, I don't know. It's, 
<laughs> I think they're just trying to uh, prove to Disney that it was worth the money to fly them all to India yeah. for this movie. Yeah, there's, like, people holding light fixtures and kids, like, throwing around sparklers. I don't know what what the parade is for. Yeah, but they're just singing, please don't let it fly away. I guess they're talking about their band, the Cheetah Girls. Don't let I it fly guess. away. Um, so the Cheetah Girls, the next day at the market, they're just, like, talking about the situation and the audition. They each tell each other, they're like, you should take it. You're so good. No, you should take it. Well, first of all, Chanel says that Dorinda should take it because she turned down a job for this and needs the money, which if we had to pick one of them, I think that that is the best reason because right. Aqua's going to Columbia. And Chanel's mom, Chanel's mom, first of all, was like a famous supermodel. And second of all, she just married a rich Spanish Frenchman who owns an entire villa. Yeah. And I get why Dorindo like wouldn't want to be like, okay, you guys are right. I should take it. But <laughs> she does the nice thing and says that she can't. But yeah, yeah, they're all like, oh, you should take it. You should take it. But the, And then they're also like, well, you know, like Vic has a huge crush on Chanel. And she's like, no, you doesn't. <laughs> Um, and then they're like, should we all just audition, audition for it fair and square? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So? Um, yeah. Aqua's phone rings, and it's Kevin from tech support. And she's like, oh my god, he's never called me before. So she answers, and they both admit that they like talking to each other, and then they're talking about the sunset, and then they're like, we're in the same time zone? Yeah, they both see a sunset, and they're like, we must be in the same place. Sunsets only happen in one city in the world at a time. I don't know, yeah. And so she's like, I, they, they describe where they are. And then, oh my god, they just both happen to be in the same place. That's suspicious. Amazing. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, so Aqua goes to meet a stranger from the phone. Yeah, and then she says, you don't sound like you live in India. And he says, I watch a lot of American TV. And this is the only time, whenever he says the sentence, that his accent comes out the rest of the movie he speaks in an American accent. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what happened there. They're just playing into a lot of stereotypes. Which, yeah, like, also, he's an IT guy, and he's working out of India. Yeah. And, Yikes. And Kevin is in his name. Yeah, his real name is Amar. Yeah, well, like, I know that people do that, but I don't think 18-year-olds traditionally do that, as far as I know. Maybe they do. I don't know why they had to put that in this children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, Dorinda sees this happening, and she's like, I'm gonna go talk some sense into her. Because <laughs> long distance sucks, but Chanel's like... Yeah, Chanel pulls her away, and she says, we're in India. Anything could happen. Yeah, and then Dorinda asks if Chanel's noticed that every elephant stares at her, and Chanel's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Same. Yeah, uh, Chanel re reassures her. She's like... How about you just think about that your friends are just trying to have fun and meet some guys and they're not going to completely abandon you like your boyfriend? Well, Dorinda says that she's nervous things will change when they all go to college, but Chanel's like, no, we'll be okay. Um, and that's the end of that. At yeah. night, Dorinda is walking and the tree guy, we learn his name later, but I don't remember what it is, um, calls her over again and he's... He says, He's dropping some wisdom. Yeah, on he her. gives her some advice. He says, Don't miss where you are now because you're anxious for the future. And then he says, Things that matter will always stay with us, and things that don't won't stay you bad know, when, forever. When you're in a foreign country, a local will always give you advice that applies to your life. Apparently. Um, then we see that Amar and Aqua are getting food as they're walking, and Amar is impressed because Aqua likes spicy food, and she even puts oh. hot sauce on her food, and he's like, I like girls, I can handle spicy food. Yeah, Aqua is 
trying to convince him to go to school in New York. <laughs> yeah, Amar explains that he's going to school in India for business, and his parents aren't going to let him, like, change his plans. That's just not how it works. And, and talk- Aqua is fucking, like, well, my dad is supportive of, follow- of me following my <laughs> dreams. Okay! <laughs> Yeah, they talk about their dif- the difference in the amount of options they have and their parents and their dreams. <laughs> Aqua, girl, read the room. Aqua knows nothing. For a smart bitch, that bitch is very fucking dumb. She's just like, oh, well, I can do whatever I want. My parents are so supportive. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, wait, the next day on set, again. Oh, she also says it's her dream to star in the movie, but it's complicated. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next day on set, Dorinda watches Rahim struggle to pick up choreography. And just, like, be clumsy around Kita because they both clearly like each other. Yeah, and so Dorinda says that his crush is obvious and that he always acts like a dork. Um, and so Rahim asks if he's, if she's ever felt like this, because he's never felt like this before. He's never even kissed someone off camera. And so he asked Dorinda for help to help him, like, act not like a fool. like, not act like a dork. I'm like... What's wrong with that? Just be yourself, bruh. It's fine. <laughs> Dorinda says no because she's <laughs> anti-relationships for she says, anyone. She says crushes lead, lead to boyfriends and boyfriends lead to heartache. <laughs> yeah, she's anti-relationship. But then he's like, listen, if you help me be cool, I'll help you with your audition. And she she's not sure. She's like, that seems unfair. But then we cut to Chanel talking with Vic. And Vic says that this is his only chance. So he has to compromise on the movie. And he's like, well, wouldn't you do the same? Compromise your moral morals to reach your dreams <laughs> and chanel's like uh so chanel sings this song about her internal struggle yeah she sings what if with a montage of the cheetah girls and she's like i don't know what to do it's do so i get dumb. the role or do i not it's so fucking dumb because they're all going through this internal struggle but for some reason chanel has the solo also cheetah girls don't have solos what is this i don't know it doesn't make any sense there's no need for it. They all already decided they were going to audition, and now they're acting like they haven't decided that. Um, yeah, so then we see Dorinda is hanging out with Gita. Because you know they're friends now. After yeah. After they dance off. After that dance off. Oh my god, friends. is that all we needed to do to make friends was have a dance off? Oh my god, I'm challenging everyone to a dance off from now on. <laughs> I'm going to lose, but maybe we'll be friends then. <laughs> That's how Kelly and I became friends. We had a dance off. Yeah. Freshman year. Biology class. <laughs> biology class. I said, dance off. Whoever wins has Gets to be to... my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever loses doesn't have to dissect the fucking frog. That's it. I dissected the frog. I did not. I hated it. Um, to give you all context. <laughs> Kelly and I didn't become... Kelly and I went to the same high school. We didn't become friends until sophomore year, even though... We sat next to each other in biology yeah, the entirety it was like, of freshman year. <laughs> the, it was two-person tables, and we sat next to each other at the two-person tables. I also I messaged her on Facebook, and I was like, are you in biology? Even though she sat next to me. Like, and I, was, I said yes, and then Kelly ghosted me for four years. <laughs> Listen, you didn't respond until the next day, and then my nerve was gone. You messaged me at, like, 10 p.m. My nerve was gone. <laughs> I was probably watching YouTube. I have no idea what I was going to say. Maybe I was trying to be like... I was in my nighttime routine. I was watching <laughs> Olga K, CTFXC, and the Shaytards, and then I went to bed. I don't know. I was probably going to be like, do you have the biology homework? I'm pretty sure it was like the first week of school, though, so I have no idea what I... was what I... like, oh my god, someone wants to be my friend, and then you ghosted me. <laughs> it's okay. We got there. <laughs> it's all good. We had a dance-off, and it was fine. No, I literally danced in front of you. <laughs> 
I didn't dance back, but she did interpretively dance to Mayday Parade at a bonfire, so. So, guys, if you want friends, just dance. <laughs> dance moral is the heart of, of all friendships. Moral of the story. <laughs> That's it, but. Anyway, Durant and Gita are friends, just like me and Kelly. Yes, just like us. Gita asks if uh, they're okay auditioning against each other, and Dorinda says that they're best friends and they wouldn't betray each other for a part in a movie. So, like, she's saying they're all going to be fair. And then Dorinda asks Gita if she would ever want to be a star in a Bollywood movie. And Gita says yes, but she isn't sure that she ever could be. But she just loves performing. She's just the choreographer. And then she spots this, like, cardboard cutout of Rahim. And gets so flustered, she, I don't know, falls or hides She hides, yeah. And then Dorinda's like, uh, it's okay, I know you have a crush on him. And Gita's like, Rahim could never like me, he's a movie star. And Dorinda says that she's a star on the dance floor and doesn't need a man to tell her that. Because <laughs> Dorinda will tell her that. <laughs> um, then we go to uh, I, I'd also like to point out that Dorinda got her last man by being on the dance floor. <laughs> that is true. Um, so, the PA show, the production assistant shows Vic the wedding set, and he is disappointed because there's no props, there's nothing to make it extravagant And he breaks everything in the room. Yeah, um, but they couldn't afford anything more. Um, Vic tries to talk to his uncle because this is not his vision, and this is where he's literally like, I went to NYU film school. I won won awards. awards." (laughs) And the, the uncle's like, well, you're over budget and under schedule, so think of something new. Yeah, he says that and he they must start shooting next week. Yeah, if he 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 hasn't started filming yet. They haven't auditioned the girls. I don't know why they didn't audition the girls and do this immediately. I mean, maybe for rehearsal. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, Vic asks for a lo- a new location, and Uncle's like, "Only if it's free. Time is money." Yeah. Well, yeah. He's saying you can film on location somewhere because we don't have money for like more props, and it has to be free. Right. This. Base like basic student film that I'm funding myself for my nephew. Yeah, like I said, I am on Uncle's side this entire movie. So Vic finds uh, yeah, the girls. The che- yeah, the Cheetah Girls hear um, Uncle yelling at Vic. So Vic goes to sit down with him, and he's like, "There's no way that we can find a free location within a week. We're screwed." Um, and then Amar says that they can't go home yet. They haven't seen India yet, and he's like, "Hey, everyone, come to my house to celebrate Holly." Holy. I think it's holy. Holy? That's how Chanel The festival, it. The Festival of Colors. Sorry that we're pronouncing it I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I should have looked this up. It's the Festival of Colors, which doesn't even happen in Mar- or in, in like summer. The middle of summer. But it's fine. He invites everyone over, and Vic says that he can't. But Amar says, hey, you have to check out my village. There might be somewhere beautiful for you to shoot. So... Yeah. Uh, and the uncle... <laughs> invites himself. He's like, you're stupid, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> which... Again, I don't blame <laughs> Yeah, so the girls get into taxis, and that's whenever Swami is his name, the man by the tree. He tells them not to forget to untie their strings, but the girls are like, our wishes haven't come true yet, and they're not going to. And Swami's like, just give it some time. So they walk away, but then Aqua sneaks over and grabs her string. So, <gasps> what? what she wish come to? true? Yeah, so everyone drives to, like, this rural village in India. We sort of get, like, these, like, <clears throat> fun montages Mon- montages. Yeah. Uh, like, the village, never in the car. And then in the car, Chanel asks Vic why he wants to be a director. And mm, he just loves the movies. He can completely be himself. And Chanel's like, oh, it's like when I sing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so everyone gets out of the car to, like, celebrations happening. Um, Dorinda tells Gita, like, look at that elephant. It's staring at me. And Gita says, it's good luck. It's trying to tell her something. Uh, like, they never look at me. And Dorinda's like, hmm. Um, and then we get, like, this big festival montage. Everything is beautiful and it's colorful. It's the festival of colors, so of course. Yeah. Um, I'd rather watch a movie about this. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw this montage over and over Yeah, again. they're having fun, like, meeting everyone. They give them saris. And Aqua meets, like, a Mars family, but they just, like, walk away. Yeah. Everyone ends up riding the ferry, and they arrive at Amar's palace. Because Amar is a Maharaja, a.k.a. an Indian prince. Yeah, so walking so, through the grounds, Aqua's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, oh, I, I can't make decisions for myself. Oh. This just makes my life more difficult. And um, Oh no, your they, life is so hard. They get called to dinner, but I'd also like to bring up that this is the same plotline from the Cheetah Girls too. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a little different because the other one didn't have money and he was a count, whatever the hell that is. But Aqua doesn't break up with him because he's not poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so everyone's at dinner, uh, Amar's mom is excited to have these celebrities at her table, and immediately turns to Aqua, and it's like, I'll give you the recipe for Amar's favorite food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and one of his, like, sisters, or someone else at the table is like, they, she always does this with Amar's girlfriends, and so Aqua's like, I'm not his girlfriend. Yet. Yeah, they go, like, like at yet. the table in front of everyone. Ew, it's so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. That's whenever Vic, or Vic decides to have, like, a side conversation with Amar, and he's like, hey, I wouldn't ask if it's not really important. Can we shoot here? And then Amar's like, I don't think my mom would let you guys leave. So, yes. Yeah, and then he's like, but one thing. And then he looks at Aqua and, like, cut away. <gasps> What's the one thing? Uh-oh. Um, later on, Amar tells Aqua that she doesn't seem happy. Uh, Aqua's, that right? <laughs> I don't know. Aqua says that, um, oh, yeah, they're just, like, talking, and they're they're saying that they're gonna do the film there, and then, uh, Amar says that, oh, yeah, I agree to let them film here with one condition, that Aqua gets the lead, and so Aqua, like, looks at him, but she doesn't say anything, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she, she never says, like, hey, we agreed to do this fair and square, she just is just... Yeah, uh, Rahim sees Gita just casually dancing through the palace, like you do when you're a dancer. Um, Dorinda walks up behind him and tells him that it doesn't matter if he acts like a dork, he has to take a chance. And that's when Dorinda gets another call from Spain, <laughs> and Rahim tells her to take her own advice. I'm sorry, do you know what's going on in her personal life right now? Maybe. Like, she ignores a call from Spain, and he's like, Oh, you gotta take your own advice, ma'am. <laughs> well, they did, they, it seemed like they had a long car ride, and uh, Dorenda was sitting in between Rahim and Gita. Maybe they <laughs> talked about her ex-boyfriend from <laughs> Spain in the car. So she's like, well, let me tell you about Joaquin, <laughs> the dancing count. <laughs> yeah. Dancing count? A dancing cat? I'm dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> and the Cheetah Girls, too, is not, is the best Cheetah Girls, so... <laughs> Um, and that's when Dorinda spots something from across the aisle and says, wait, what is that? Oh, and it's she Chanel sees... and Vic holding hands. Yes. She's um, upset because they aren't playing fair. And yeah, Rahim when... is like, aren't they a couple? Everyone knows they're a couple. Yeah. And she... Dorinda's like, why did she say anything? I wonder why, Dorinda! <laughs> you hate relationships. <laughs> <laughs> and happiness. I mean... 
I'm the Dorinda in this situation. Well, okay, but also Chanel did agree that this would be fair and dating the right. director is not fair. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, then we cut to Chanel and Vic talking and Chanel reiterates that she doesn't want an unfair advantage yeah. even though Vic is like, you are going to be the lead, you're amazing. And she's like, I don't want an unfair advantage. Yeah, Vic reveals Amar's plan. Uh, to have Aqua be the lead if they can use the location, but he was like, I told him, like, it's not up to me, it's up to Uncle. Um, Chanel is upset, and Vic tells her that Aqua and Dorinda aren't letting anything stand in their way. Well, yeah, he's like, you're the only one keeping your promise. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Dick? <laughs> Vic is a little sketchy. That's suspicious. Yeah, and apparently he's graduated from NYU, and Chanel's 18. Yikes. He's like, what, 22? Um, yeah, he also reveals that Raheem is helping Dorinda. So, we see, like, down on, like, the palace grounds, Raheem and Dorinda are rehearsing together. Uncle and Vic are, like, watching from above, and Uncle says that they look good together, like, we should cast the dancer. Um, but Vic is, like, making a plea for Chanel. And Aqua hears all of this. She's, like, standing over at the side, and so she's getting annoyed. Yeah, um, and so Aqua and Chanel are both, like, standing, like, across each other and also looking down at Dorinda and Raheem, and they, like make eye contact like it's tense yeah so in the courtyard later all of the girls are obviously mad at each other yeah it's audition time yeah they're not saying anything until aqua goes to tie her shoes and the girls notice the string from the tree and they're like our wish hasn't come true yet and aqua's like well mine did i and so well before asking her chanel's like i wish for the cheetahs to be movie stars and then dorinda's like i wish for the cheetahs to stay the same so then chanel gets mad (laughs) because she's like you canceled my wish (laughs) And Aqua's like, I wish to meet Kevin in person. <laughs> and they're, like, mad at her for not wishing for something about the Cheetah Girls. I mean, that is kind of a selfish wish. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's what, they, like, start fight, fighting. Chanel calls her out for, like, Amar's deal. And Aqua's like, I would never. So I guess, like, we have to assume that Aqua tried to talk him out of it. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't show that. Yeah, then they, like, fight about Dorinda and Chanel's relationships with Raheem and Vic. And then Uncle Vic, Rahim, and Amar all walk in, and we start the song, I'm the One. This one is pretty good. (laughs) It's fun. It's the most Cheetah Girls-esque, in my opinion, from this movie. Yeah, so, like, for the first verse, each of them show off their three talents. Apparently, Aqua's an actress now? (laughs) Well, it's because Dorinda's the dancer. Uh, Chanel obviously has the best voice, so what else is Aqua gonna be? They can't be like, she's a smart one. She's gonna be the fashion designer for the movie. (laughs) She likes spicy food. I guess. I don't know. So Chanel's like, nobody can sing like me. And then Dorinda's like, nobody can dance like me. And then Aqua's like, nobody can act like me. (laughs) And then we get like uh, the chorus. They're like, I'm the one you need to pick. And then the three (laughs) boys each sit like... Make a plea, make a plea for their girl, their respective girl. <laughs> it's so cringy. It's like um in Into the Woods, the one song with the two guys. <laughs> Agony. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like the same. It's like the second verse is like the same, but it's the boys making the plea for the girl. So Vic is like, my girl can hit all the notes, and then Amar's like, my girl is a drama queen, and then I don't even. Raheem's like, no one can dance like my girl. But it's not even his girl. He's just like doing yeah. this because she's because she's trying to help him with Gita. <laughs> and then they sing their own chorus. Yeah. And, like, the, the this whole time, whenever they're, like, making their plea, the three girls are, like, sitting on a bench, like, making eyes at each other, like, yeah, like, you see what he said about me? Yeah. 
<laughs> so after the song ends, uh, Uncle stands up and says that they were all great, and he understands now why Vic wanted all three of them to be in the movie, but still, they can't afford it. So he winks at Vic before saying that Chanel is gets the role. And so Aqua... So Chanel is picked out of nepotism. Yeah, Aqua and Dorinda walk away, and they're like, they're this like, wasn't not fair. Surprised. They don't congratulate Ch- Chanel, but Vic goes over and congratulates her. And we can see that she's obviously, like, a little distraught. What did you think was going to happen when one of you won? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dorinda is packing, and they all look sad. So then they sing another song. They sing No Place Like Us. No Place Like Us, walking you how through the was. palace and yeah, looking at Yeah, they're all just India. like walking through the palace and like looking at each other. <laughs> but then at the end, they come together to sing the yeah, end. Yeah, they're basically like, No success is worth it without friends. Yeah, so they apologize to Chanel. Yeah, Chanel reveals, she's like, I'm not going to take it. And they're like, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Dorinda says, yeah, she says they're going to miss him. Chanel's like, I'm not going to take the part. It isn't worth losing my friends. They could just be like, we'll still be your friends. Right. They're just like, okay. Yeah, so Chanel tells Vic the same thing. A movie isn't worth destroying their friendship. And Vic's like, well, now I have to rewrite again. Yeah, she's like, stand up to your uncle, who's basically budget, like, financing your dream. Yeah, she's like, if this isn't the dream movie you want to make, you shouldn't make it at all. That's horrible advice. You spent so much money right. for no movie. <laughs> right. And then he says, if you can't be my leading lady, if you can't be my leading lady, maybe you consider playing the role in real life. And they kiss. <laughs> they kiss for some reason. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. I can't believe I uttered those words. <laughs> uh, later on, Amar finds Aqua packing and he apologizes for trying to buy Aqua her dreams. And he's like... Uh, she's like, yeah, I was just telling you to follow your dreams, not try and buy mine. And he's like, well, I talked to my parents, and I'm applying to Columbia now. Bitch! (laughs) You've known each other for, like, okay, you've talked on the phone for, like, I want to say a week. Also, Columbia is hard to get into. He's a prince. (laughs) I don't know. Um, so Gita is casually reading a book in a silk red dress, like you do. Yeah. Um, Dorinda is standing by Raheem, who's carrying flowers, because he's gonna go for it. So he goes up to ask her out, and it's very clumsy, but she says yes. Dorinda watches this, and then finally decides to call Joaquin, and she says, even though we're not be da- not dating anymore, it doesn't mean we can't be friends. And that she How misses do you know that's him. What he wanted to talk about. <laughs> she misses him, and wants and she wants him to call her back. Yeah, they definitely just didn't want to pay for the actor Joaquin to be in this movie again. <laughs> they could have flown him out to India. That would have been very fun, happy ending, whatever. Yeah. Um, and she, like, looks at her, like, statue of Ganesh, and she's like, I was the obstacle all along. Wow. (laughs) Um, and the Cheetah Girls, uh, reunite, and they're like, who will be the movie star now? Oh, wait, what about the obvious choice all along? Gita! Yeah, Gita and Raheem are together, and they have so much chemistry, blah. Right, so... so Everyone, all, like, seven of them. Yeah. They're all adults, too. Yeah. <laughs> Approach Uncle, and they're like, listen, we found our lead. It's Gita. And the uncle says, no, she's a choreographer. She must stay behind the camera. Yeah. But Vic stands his ground, and whenever he, like, f- finally yells at Uncle, he's like, you're a real director now. Yeah, so he could have just done that from the beginning and been like, I rewrote my like, script. Just, like, tried to fight. <laughs> Instead of just being like, please, please. Yeah. Yeah. So now apparently uh, the girls get to be in the movie. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) God. Okay. So we get to the final song, which is One World, which 
all the girls, like, take lead on. So they could have been in the movie all along. Yeah, I don't know why he couldn't have just made them, like, backup characters. This is a musical, right? Like, you don't, like, <laughs> you would just cast a dancer and, like, a backup singer. I... <laughs> Anyway, they're all in saris. Yeah. They're all doing, like, traditional, like, This Bollywood. is the wedding number. This is the yeah. big number of the movie. They're doing, like, traditional Bollywood dances. Gita and Rahim sing the bridge because they, like, just got married in the movie. Amar is in the movie, too. Apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, we see, like, their wedding scene. The cheetah girls ride out on an elephant. Victor and Uncle... Victor. <laughs> Vic and Uncle hug because it's such a good number. And the movie ends. That's it. That's the cheetah girls three. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll tell you our rankings of the songs, but they're not good. I Every single song is so forgettable. I know, like, three of the songs from this movie, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I had to pull this up on here because I forgot to write it down, but my number eight is There's No Place Like Us. My number eight is What If, which is Chanel's solo. Yeah. My number seven is Cheetah Love. My number seven is No Place Like Us. My number six is Fly Away. My number six is Fly Away. My number five is What If. My number five is I'm the One. My Mostly because they added the boys. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is Dance Me If You Can. Because even though it doesn't make sense, it is pretty catchy. Yeah, my number four is Dig a Little Deeper. My number three is Dig a Little Deeper. My number three is One World. <laughs> my number two is I'm the One. My number two is Cheetah Love. Because even though it is, um, it's sort of like the party's just begun. Where, like, it may be empty, but I think it's very catchy and fun. Yeah, my number one is One World. My number one is Dance Me If You Can. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but, like, it is. After all the shit talking she did about Dance Me If You Can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean I can't like it. I personally like I'm the One because even though it's not good in real life, I love a little misogyny sp sprinkled into my music. So, <laughs> I'm the One. Pick me, not them. Pick me. Choose me. Love me. Do you know what that's from? No, it sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Love Actually? No, it's from Grey's Anatomy whenever oh. Meredith is trying to convince Derek to leave his wife. I told you <laughs> that I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I didn't either, but I've seen the screenshot on the internet so many times because it's so bad. <laughs> Elizabeth said I looked like someone who'd watch Grey's Anatomy. There's so many seasons. I used to watch it with my mom, so I guess I have seen some of Grey's Anatomy, but that's it. That's the Cheetah Girls okay. 3. And Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> uh, how did you rate and rank the Cheetah Girls Oh, three? I forgot about this. <laughs> I gave it a two out of five. Um, I wanted to give it lower, but then I looked at, like, my lower rankings, and I'm like, eh, it doesn't belong in there. Yeah, I also gave it a two out of five. I put it at number 69. The Proud Family movie is above it, and Johnny Capahala back on board is below it. I put it at number 67. Under Wraps is above it, and Johnny Capahala back on board is below it. <laughs> it's just a little better than Johnny Capahala back on board. Because <laughs> it's got music. <laughs> it's true. And the Cheetah Girls. But not Galleria. It's... Uh, Again, I, same with Return to Halloween Town. This is not a part of the, the Cheetah Girls universe. I, and, like, I know... You know, it's supposed to be, like, Galleria isn't necessarily, I don't want to say that she's, like, more talented, because, like, they're all very talented. You sound like the TikTok audio that's, like, I don't want to say that I'm better than, but I think of myself as better than. Okay, that's exactly how I feel about Galleria. <laughs> no, I think she's just kind of, like, the glue that holds them together. Right. Like, she's, she's, she's a driving force. Right. And she's, like, the main reason for conflict in the first and second movies. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and they tried to make Chanel Galleria, and that didn't work, because that's not who Chanel is. So right. Chanel is the one that pulls Galleria back. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's her role. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. We knew that it wasn't good. Yeah, I, I think this is the second time I've ever watched this movie. Yeah, I, I watched it, it when premiered. it came, I watched it when it came out, and I was like, nah. I don't think I probably watched it when it first premiered. Like, I probably did not care enough to do that. I don't remember. Yeah. Next week, we have High School Musical 3. Uh-huh. I've never seen it, so it's my first time watching it. That's it. Don't Another get musical. your hopes up. Bye. Bye.